0: I'm Campbell
1: and I'm Polly
0: and this is Get With The Programme, a new podcast exploring the world of television. If you're curious about television then this is a great place to spend your time.
1: Yep, so we've been chatting to lots of people who work in all different areas of TV um, about the TV that they love watching now and also the TV that got them into wanting to work in the industry in the first place
0: and a little bit about what they do all day. So if there are job titles in television that you maybe don't fully understand and you wonder how it's all put together, um, this is a great place to start. And we've got some great interviewees um, coming up over the next few months.
1: Um, This podcast is also part of the uh, Edinburgh International Television Festival. Talent schemes, uh, the network and ones to watch. So we'll also be giving you a bit of information about those along the way, um, as well as our um, upcoming awards, the Debbies.
0: So should we talk a little bit about the Debbies before we crack on with our first interview? Well, the Debbies are for we think. Who doesn't love an awards night? And we've all sat in front of the TV watching Baftas on a Sunday night, going, yeah. "That looks fun. I wish I could go to that." But sometimes it's quite tricky to get awards because you need to sort of be a professional and be doing it for a while. But we feel there's lots of great people, new and emerging talent who are doing amazing things, who need it to be recognized and uh, need a little kind of entry into the industry. And that's what the Debbies are for. And our categories are for uh, Unproduced Script, our New Voices Award. So if you have a script and you don't have an agent, and you don't have a broadcast credit to your name, but you've got a fantastic script that you just want to get out there, that's the category for you. Um, We also have uh, our existing test card uh, award we'll be bringing back. So if you've gone away and made your own pilot, either in unscripted or scripted, you can enter that. So if you've just gone and made something and sort of realised it, it doesn't have to be super polished. As long as the fantastic idea is there, we would love to see it. Um, and we also have two other awards for slightly more established talent so if you're working in the industry and you've got your first director's credit this year we have our debut director award and similarly if you've had your first writing broadcast credit um, in 2017 we have our debut writer's award and so as not to bore you with all the details you can go to www. Do I need to say www. at the beginning? it's implicit isn't it?
1: I think maybe just
0: say it for... Yeah, for, just for completeness. Yeah. So www.thedebbies.tv and all the information you need on how to submit is there. And even if you haven't got something to submit and you'd love to join us for a really, really fun night at Rich Mix, the awards night will be on the 27th of February. And we hope to see you there.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Holly, you did the first interview.
1: Yes. So this is with uh, Hannah George who is um, a writer on lots of fantastic uh, children's and comedy series, uh, which we talk about in this uh, episode. And she also has made quite a lot of her own content, including a web series called uh, S-Band. So she would very much have been able to enter that into a test card back in the day. Um, and, yeah, that was, it was a great chat, and we'll see you next week.
0: Yes, see you next week. <laughs>
1: Hannah thanks for coming in uh, to watch to us on the podcast today. My
2: pleasure. Um,
1: so I thought we'd kick off with our first question which is hopefully a nice nostalgic one. Um, so what was the program that made you want to work in TV?
2: Oh good question. Do you know what you sent me these questions and I thought about them but now <laughs> I'm on the spot I'm kind of thinking probably it's sitcom so it's um, yeah it's comedy that I used to watch as a kid so like I watched sort of all the Obvious ones like Dad's Army, Father Ted, yeah. you know, all of that all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, like Spaced when I was a little bit oh, older. Oh, Spaced is and great. Day to day and sort of started getting into sort of, you know, Alan Partridge and kind of slightly maybe of a cooler comedy after. Although not that Father Ted isn't cool, Father Ted's great. Yeah. But, you know, I've watched a lot of it with my granddad and then yeah. I started finding things on my own and being like, right, this is what I'm really into. Yeah.
1: But, um, was there one particular show that you kind of watched and went, oh? I would love to do this. This would be my dream thing to work on.
2: I don't know. I think certainly the shows that I kind of have watched whilst at uni and stuff, like 30 Rock or Parks and Rec, like, because I looked at, like, 30 Rock started, what, 10, 12 years ago or something? Yeah, which is insane. Absolutely insane, yeah. So even then I was kind of, that's the show that's definitely just made me think, right, I need to work in TV, and maybe it's because it's about working in yeah. TV, but then of course you think the writer's room's going to be like it is on 30 Rock, and it's just not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you have a sense at a certain point that, oh, writing for TV is a job, was it around the same time as you started watching 30 Rock, or was there a point before then when you actually thought, oh, I could I could be the person that puts those ideas
2: on screen um I don't know really the first time I'd sort of like properly wrote anything was when I was at school in sick form and I wrote a kind of alternative nativity play that I put all my friends in it was hugely <laughs> blasphemous hugely <laughs> offensive but everyone at the school loved it it was it was amazing I it was such a rush getting a, yeah. like a good reception because we didn't really know because it's, it was just really stupid yeah but um but yeah that was the first time I was like wow okay I love writing so I used to like performing and stuff like that and yeah. I did stand up at the very beginning because you know I lived on the Isle of Wight I didn't know anyone in the industry and I was kind of like how do I get into comedy I, I can write jokes and I want to write jokes yeah so I just did stand up which looking back I just don't know how I did it because it's oh god even thinking about it is terrifying yeah um but I did and that's sort of how I sort of got into it if you see what I mean
1: yeah and did you what was your progression then from doing stand up on the Isle of Wight so then now working on
2: scripts <laughs> well for... i did i started doing stand up when i was at uni so yeah. i was in southampton and there was quite a lot of sort of gigs at that time and i suppose it's about 9 years ago now or something and there's quite a lot of gigs and then i sort of we would travel to london and to brighton and um, and obviously edinburgh festival and stuff yeah. i do um, i do all that but then i think the first time i actually got to do got a writing job was i met sandy toxfig at a um, a gig like a uh, fundraising gig for a theatre in Portsmouth and just before I went on she was like, Oh you and I was like, Oh I'm the next stand-up. But and she was like, Oh what do you do? What do you want to do? And I was like, well really I want to be a writer. And she was like, you must come and write for us. And that's how I got like a job on the news quiz. That's amazing. Which was just mad because I was like, it doesn't happen like this, does it? And then it seemed like it did. And then yeah, a few few months later I was doing the news quiz and I've done that on and off for like the last six or seven years, you know, yeah. sort of in between doing T V work. Um and then with with that, I kind of, and that was great, obviously, writing for for radio, but I've always wanted to do TV. So after uni, I moved back to the Isle of Wight because I knew that, like, it would, um, I could move to London and pursue stand-up, but yeah. it's, you know, you don't make a lot of money out of it. I certainly didn't. <laughs> so, you know, I went home, lived with my parents and just wrote scripts trying desperately to get someone to read one. And then eventually I got someone to read it and they wanted to pick it up. And then sort of from there, got an agent and it all got a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that leads quite nicely on to my next question, which is um, what's the programme that you're most proud of working on?
2: Ooh, I do I think like um, Wolfblood, which is the... Because it was the first show I ever wrote on. That was such a massive thing. As any kind of writer, I think, would sort of say that the time that you have to spend trying to break in and writing all these scripts and no-one yeah. reading them and getting rejections. It's just so much, kind of... It's just so exciting when you write on your first show. And I was really lucky in that Wolf Blood's actually a genuinely good show. Because, um, you know, like I think about kids' TV when I was a kid, which I there was some brilliant stuff, but, like... You know Wolf? Did you ever see Wolf?
1: Oh, the name rings a bell. It's like a
2: boy that turns into a dog. Yes! Yeah! And he, yes! <laughs> and he's, like, walking down the street, and then suddenly there's a shot just of his clothes and then there's a shot of a dog. And I was like, oh, my God, how did they do that? How did they turn the boy into the dog? And then I realised, OK, there's just two different shots. And I thought wolf blood would be a bit like that, whereby they'd have a shot of, like, the kid and then they'd yeah. have a shot of the wolf. and But it wasn't, it was all the kind of, you know, the... Um... Oh. Meta- not metamorphosis, but the thing where where they were turning <laughs> yeah. into all floods and the, you know, the effects were really good, and the proper like dramatic stories that we were able to tell, and yeah. and also you know we could be funny as well because comedy is my love, but like yeah we're able to be funny, so I really yeah I loved doing that show and being involved with it from the first series as well. Yeah. That's always quite special because when you come into a show like you know in the fifth or sixth series or whatever, you don't have quite as much ownership and quite as much investment in it maybe
1: yeah and um, for anyone that's not seen wolf Bud, do you want to sum it up in a couple of <laughs> sentences? i feel like you've hinted at some it's like elements <laughs> <up> <laughs> somebody there.
2: called it like uh bunker grove with wolves <laughs> but that's <laughs> not <laughs> true it's just, just because they're all they're all from um it's set in newcastle really. <laughs> but it's just about um at least when i was doing it it's really evolved into sort of actually quite a different show to when yeah. i was doing it but it's about some teenagers who are wolf bloods who aren't werewolves it's a different type of yeah. um you know it's a different type of creature and it's not a curse in the way that that's what i quite liked as well that was quite interesting about Wolfblood was that being a wolf blood isn't a curse in the yeah. way that it is when you watch werewolf stuff um and it's kind of i guess a metaphor for puberty as well as you know when they when they turn 14 they sort of transform for the first yeah. time and um Yeah, and I I really, really did love working on that show. It was really fun. I wrote eight episodes in the end, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so quite a lot, enough to sort of be properly invested in it. Yeah,
1: and was that a kind of writer's room situation, or did you get sort of given the scripts and then... Not given
2: the scripts, given the storylines, and then go off to do those? That was writer's rooms we did um, maybe... I don't. Well, not that many. Like, in the first series, maybe a couple of writer's rooms for the series, and then in the second series we did quite intense maybe four days or something you know so not it wasn't a huge amount of time considering it's 13 episodes it's not a huge amount of time um i think now they split it into two different writers groups like some for the first half of the series and some for the second half which they did in the third series that i worked on but in one and two, it was all the same writers, which was really nice because yeah. you kind of create, you know, a nice vibe in the room, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> Unless I was ruining it and didn't know. <laughs> I'm Because
1: um, I guess if you're writing on stuff, normally it can be quite lonely, I imagine.
2: Yeah, I mean, I write with a partner a lot. Okay. so um, that, And that's really handy as yeah. well. Um, particularly when it comes to just, yeah, kind of loneliness, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> because you are sat at home. Um, all day on your own other writers and twitter i think is great for writers and you yeah. see writers on twitter all the time because it's just nice to have somebody just to interact with um but i do have my writing partner and he's fun to interact with yeah. as well <laughs>
1: do you how do you tend to work when you're uh do, you in the room together
2: well we always did it that um because he's from the isle of Wight, and so am i from the isle of Wight. but i've moved to london six months ago yeah um And he's still there. So before we'd always do it where he'd come to my house and we'd sit in the kitchen and we'd sit next to each other or we'd go to a cafe or we'd sit normally cafes by the beach, which was always lovely in the summer. Yeah, it was kind of lush. I miss that. Um, So we'd always do it just have one computer and we kind of just fight over who you know who types, who kind of talks. And now we do it all over Skype, so we do um, FaceTime audio.
1: Yeah. And we
2: do that for like seven hours a day. Oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of it's it's really if you know. If you had to pay for, like, internet usage, (laughs) we'd be screwed. Um, Because we do... uh, Final Draft has a um, collaborate button as well, which there's some really bad bugs with it, and it doesn't work 100%, but you know I can watch him typing something on final draft and then I can take the edit and yeah. I can start writing and that's only come in in the last few months since I've moved so that's been a lifesaver really
1: yeah that God, that feels like something from a film where someone can be like oh we're both yeah, yeah
2: exactly <laughs> most of the time we just write abuse to each other but...
1: <laughs> um, one of my favourite like subsections of Twitter is like when writers start comparing um, script editing
2: software
1: um, I... just in like weird little subgroups I'm like oh that's interesting yeah
2: people can get into it yeah, Scrivener,
1: a <laughs> lot of stuff for Scrivener, uh, yeah. which I don't know anyone personally that's used, but I don't like, Graham Linehan always seems to be, like, banging. I was going to say
2: Graham before. Linehan, yeah, he kind of loves it. Really interesting area. It's isn't it? weird, isn't it, worlds colliding on Facebook, like, yeah. your friends from, it was really interesting around, sort of, the, the referendum time, there was yes. friends from school who would be very much, kind of... Well, not all of them, but a lot of them would be very much kind of leave. Yeah. And then you've got everybody that I know from the media elite, if you yes. will. <laughs> so, and everyone's, you know, very different. And, you know, and lots of other, my friends are like, oh, I just block them, I just block them. And actually I keep them because I think it's it's actually interesting to know, you know, yeah. what people are, are thinking and their, their logic behind it rather yeah. than just be like, no, I'm not listening. Yeah,
1: that's um, how echo chambers happen. Yes,
2: exactly. So uh, some yeah. people are idiots, but I think... That is true for anywhere yeah. in the world.
1: Yeah, of course. And the <laughs> Very internet <insightful>, as
2: well. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like some people are idiots.
1: Yeah, always, always <laughs> and forever. Um, and because you did some web series uh, stuff as well. Yes. How did you sort of go about setting that up and what was the, the makeup of the kind of things that you were doing?
2: Well, my, sort of like my main web series is one called S Band, which is a mockumentary set in a school. And um, I wrote it, it was one of the first scripts I ever wrote. And <laughs> I wrote it like five years ago. Um, or maybe four, four or five years ago and it got um, optioned by Hattrick. Um, which was great, and then they took it to the channels, and then a week later, Bad Education was uh, announced, which yeah. seems to always happen. Yeah. <laughs> like every single script I get picked up, they're like, "Oh, and this thing is exactly the same is <laughs> about to come out." Um, so unfortunately, nothing sort of happened with it there. Um, and then, as with you know those scripts, you kind of um, you find them in a you know in a drawer or on your computer, kind of a couple of years later. And I really loved this script, um, and I thought, Do you know what, it's a mockumentary. it's Low rent, I could actually make it myself. I yeah. know loads of actors, I know loads of comedians. Um, I thought, why, why not have a go? And it was based at my old school, you know, in my head. It was yeah. all based at my old school. Um, so I just went back to my old school on the island and I just said, can I shoot a sitcom here? And they were like... Yeah, go on. Um and like, <laughs> my old headmaster had just come back to the school after leaving like for ten years and he was yeah. back and he remembered me. And I was I was a good kid at school, which was handy. Cause so he was like, Yeah, we can trust Hannah with Keys to <laughs> school. And just over half term they were like, Yeah, take it away. And we auditioned like there was the sick formers to be the kids. Yeah. And they were brilliant, they were so good. Like it was yeah, it was amazing how talented they all were and how just how into it they were. It was, yeah. it was great fun. And then you know, there's a couple of comics that I know who came down and um, you know and did it, and I think we shot it for like four hundred quid. I think, That's so good. Which was mad, yeah. So it was just one of those things where because no one was getting paid, it was just like everyone's just doing it yeah. for the the love of it. And um, I think we spent like a hundred quid on food over. I think we were shooting for six days, and we were doing like two meals a day. Yeah. And this woman who I met through the Isle of Wight Literary Festival she was just like, if there's any way I can help. And she was like, I've got a hygiene certificate for my kitchen. And I was like, well, yeah, if you if you want to do the catering. And she was so up for it, and it was amazing, because, like, every day she'd arrive with all this food that she'd managed to make for 20 people every day for 100... I don't know how she did it.
1: No, the maths on that is insane. I know it's
2: insane. It's utterly insane.
1: Wow, what a woman. Like, yeah, what a, great,
2: what a great bloody woman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that they say, isn't it, that if you're, you know, doing stuff for free and getting people to do stuff for free as long as you feed them then they're kind of yes. you know they're happy yeah um yeah and with that we kind of put it into some web series festivals and it played at rain dance which was quite cool yeah. and it's got quite a few hits online and yeah i'm really proud of it it's really it was really good fun as well and it was yeah. like i directed it um and i'd never really directed anything before and i enjoyed that but i don't want to be a director yeah but it was fun. Yeah,
1: that's good to know as well that, you know, you can tick that off the list. Yeah. But like, no, no to directing.
2: Not yeah. For, just, not
1: for me. No. Um, is it something that you're going to go back and do anymore, or do you think, or is it just a
2: Um, I I don't hit? know. Maybe. I kind of... It's one of those things that it's, it's fine when I have time. At the moment, yeah. I'm so busy with other things, which is great. And then I'm kind of hoping... No, I don't want to say I'm hoping that at some point I don't have any work because <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> want that at all. Um. But it, it, at the moment, it's just about time. Yeah. Um, and I like doing, like, sketches and stuff. Like, if I have an idea... At the moment, I've got about four ideas for sketches that I think go viral and be really good. Yeah. But I just don't have time to shoot them.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and that's obviously a lot easier than doing a kind of... Whole. Whole web series. Um. Like, I did this one sketch that went viral and got, like, millions of views last year, which was amazing. Yeah. Um... And this company, like, picked it up in America who kind of, they, I don't know, I don't want to say, it's not leasing it out, but they kind of, they get the money from yeah. YouTube and they sort of sell it to TV shows and stuff. And yeah. we ma- managed to make a little bit of money off it, which was amazing, because, yeah. you know, it's kind of that internet money. Where do, where do you get the internet money? <laughs> um, but actually we got some. What was, the, what was the sketch about? Oh, have you seen those... Um, uh, people, deaf people hearing for the first time with the yes, implants and they're yeah. like these amazing emotional videos Yeah. Um, so basically it's just this thing that's like watch this incredible moment when this father of four hears silence for the first time <laughs> so it's just a mock up of yeah. the doctors and you hear these kids screaming and then the doctor just shouts shut the fuck up and the kids stop and then the guy has the reaction of oh my god you know this, <laughs> it's a stupid idea but it kind of for some reason it resonated and it went really viral really quickly. Yeah. It's really it was really interesting to be on that side of things. Yeah, like, was yeah. it
1: a shock? Did you get end up with like having all your app mentions on Twitter just completely taken over? Well
2: weirdly, like Twitter was almost nothing to do with it. It was yeah. all to do with Reddit. Like Reddit, we were ah. at the top of Reddit and my friend texted me saying, How are you at the top of Reddit? And I was like, What do those words mean? I <laughs> do not know what that means. <laughs> um, but I've since learned that that's quite a good thing. Yeah. Um and but in terms of Twitter, like I didn't get any extra followers or no one yeah. really tweeted me about it um apart from me tweeting it just to say look at it yeah. um but yeah it, but it's funny because like on the youtube channel like you know it had millions of views and then i think we got like maybe 500 subscribers out of it yeah. which is interesting that you need like sort of two million people yeah. 500 will subscribe and that's kind of that's the weird hit rate of online about you know, people will just watch one thing and be yeah. like, because I do, I just go, oh, that's funny. But I don't really subscribe to anything.
1: No, I am I think I've, I'm subscribed to about six things on YouTube and I go on it, like, quite a lot. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like I need the constant updates from this. I'll search for it and I'll
2: find yeah. it if I want it. Exactly. exactly. Which
1: is probably not very helpful for YouTube. Did you have comments turned on on it?
2: Yeah, we did. And they were, like, they were so funny. I kept saying to my friend who was in it, who was brilliant in it, and I was just like, don't read the comments, just don't. Like, even before we got any. And he was like, no, OK, I won't. And then he was like texting me saying, have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> and lots of them were like, oh, this is hilarious. And then you get ones that are like, they say say things like, fake, this is fake. It's like, of course it is, it's yeah. a joke. Fake and gay. I think that's just, a, a, like, a kind of an expression <laughs> that I think people put on stuff all the time. I don't think yeah. they necessarily thought it was gay. No. But it was, yeah, It was it was quite, <laughs> it was quite funny, but... Because you just have to take them with a pinch of salt. I yeah,
1: think. I feel like since uh, seeing the Adam Buxton uh, thing from Bug, where he kind of goes through and reads all of the comments uh, in like weird voices, in terms of like how they've actually been written.
2: Oh, um, right.
1: That has really made me feel less bad about bad comments, <laughs> yes. like below the line on stuff. Because I'll just read it out in a stupid Adam Buxton voice. I'm like, you're probably an idiot at exactly. home, yeah, so and you don't know how to spell. So. Yes,
2: it's, yeah, my friend Isabel Faye did a great thing, um, it was a video, it was a few years ago now, called Thank You Hater, I don't yeah. know if you saw oh, it. yeah, I think I have. It was like a musical yeah. thing and she got celebrities to basically read them out saying, thanks, yeah. you said, I hope, you know, <laughs> and that's great, it's really, it's kind of the only way you can deal with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's such a weird world though. I know. Really, really bizarre. What was um, the programme that you would most like to have worked on, either current or in
2: the past. Oh, I think I'm going to say 30 Rock again, which is, like oh. I'm such a... <laughs> oh,
1: but it's such a, it's such a good show, though. It's
2: brilliant. It's so good. And then you look at careers of people who have worked on 30 Rock, what they've gone on to do yeah. as well, and you're kind of like, wow, that is the kind of trajectory that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, I guess just anything that Tina Fey does, really. Kind yeah. of, you know, Kimmy Schmidt is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and also Parks and Rec, and you know, just any basically american comedy modern family is another great one yeah. and blackish and like yes. ones that are at the moment i think blackish is. i think um the goldbergs is so good as well i love that kind of family comedy thing yeah. as well i think that's that's something that america does incredibly well yeah and they make it accessible and super funny yeah
1: um, malcolm in the middle was oh yeah my like absolute favorites when i was uh, growing up it was that Fresh Prince of Bel Air and The Simpsons would be on yes. it, BBC Two, yeah, or like Channel PM. Four
2: on the, in the morning. Do you ever used to, I used to watch Frasier before school. Oh yes. so I, I think that's why I got Frasier. bullied, to be honest. Because <laughs> I would, like, <laughs> I would just be a little bit in a weird mindset by the time I got to
1: school. Yeah, I I watched so much Frasier when mm. I was younger, um, and quite a lot of Friends, but probably more Frasier. And Will I and I Grace as yes. well.
2: So I'd I'd go between being this kind of <laughs> Frasier <laughs> Crane character to suddenly I'm um, like Sean Hayes kind of camp. Gamb- yeah, didn't really.
1: <laughs> How do you feel about Will and Grace coming back?
2: Oh, I don't know, man. I, I hope it would will be good. I'm not sure. I I think it's like with any like when they remake films and stuff, and it's just oh, I'll do something new. I yeah. think probably. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to see, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Have there been any of the kind of recent revivals that you've watched and you thought actually no, you've done a really good job on that? I'm oh. glad that you revived it. God, what is the. Uh, been. So I, I guess, mean, like, Arrest Development, that oh, had yeah. a bit
2: of a gap. It did, not um, it came back on Netflix, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I started watching it, but I didn't finish mm, it. And, that says but, a lot. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's just the way that it's kind of... The thing with Netflix is, I know it's all there suddenly to watch. Yeah. And... I just never went back to it. Not to say it's not good. I'm sure it probably is. I just never actually got back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose they brought back lots of British comedies, haven't they, as well? Yeah. Like the old sort of... Like
1: Porridge. Yeah, Porridge. Keep open, up all, keep up, open And Open All hours, hours as well. Yeah,
2: I have... Do you know I haven't watched many of those. Yeah. Um, but I never really watched them the first time around, so... No. It's kind of... I don't know. Yeah, I sometimes I just think, do something do something new and something good. Like, I'm loving Catastrophe. I think that's great. Yes, that's One so of the British good. comedies is incredible. Very funny.
1: Yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan write in a similar way to how you were describing about you and your writing partner, where they're kind of on one computer and kind of yes. fighting each other. To, yeah. <laughs> which is good. I think that's a really cool way of working.
2: Yes, it is. I think so. I think if you're kind of, and also me and James, who are, I work with a lot, we just, we've known each other for 10 years and we know each other so well and we we're friends before that we can kind of. We can just shortcut any bullshit and we can just be like, dude, that's not that's not working, you know that's rubbish. And yeah. he'll be like, yes, but that thing that you said was also rubbish. And I'll be like, yes, it was. Let's start again and do something better. And that's quite nice because we don't really hurt each other's feelings.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, have you ever had any like proper massive fallings out over work? Or has it always been fairly on the level?
2: Fairly on the level, I think. It's kind of sometimes our approach is different to sort of yeah. how we like approach. Um, I don't know, situations that we might find ourselves in away from the writing, Um, whereas, you know, sometimes I'd be more like, I think, again, I think it's, unfortunately, I think it's a female thing where I'll be like, hey, you know, let's give them the benefit of doubt. They're probably not doing what we think they're doing. And he'll be like, they definitely are. And then it will turn out they are. (laughs) Like, no sort of proper examples. But, uh, yeah, so sometimes I think... He calls me pathologically positive, and I call him a miserable fucker. So no, he's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. It, it exactly. Out, so
2: yeah. we, we are we are quite different, but I think that's um, that's good and hopefully helps the writing as well. You know, because sometimes I'd be like, oh, well, there's no way this character would would do that, and he'd be like, yeah, of course there is. That's what any person would do. So it's interesting. You know, it's yeah. interesting to sort of work out that that actually having our different approaches to the character, there was a great thing I listened to the other day it was on Desert Island Disc, I was listening to Tom Hanks Desert oh, Island Disc. Oh that's such a
1: good episode It's great isn't it? Yeah, oh, I love him so much
2: So good, Love just love his voice as oh, well, just listening. It's so to it. smooth. So good, and then I watched a Nora Ephron documentary um, who wrote like Sleepers in Seattle and all that yeah. stuff and Tom Hanks was talking about a scene in it where um, he's the character is being sort of like his son is saying, um, I don't want you to I don't want you to go off with this woman for the weekend. And, you know, it was written that he was really conflicted about it. Yeah. And Tom Hanks kind of took Nora aside and said, like, that's not what a man would do. A man would be like, I'm going to get laid. I'm going to get laid this <laughs> weekend, so I don't care. I'm going. I'm just going to tell my son that I'm going. Yeah. Like, I'm getting laid. You're not going to ruin this for me. And they kind of took it on board and they were like, oh, OK, interesting. And then they didn't put exactly that in the film, but there's, you know, there's something yeah. that's more from a, a male point of view yeah. uh, which I th- yeah I thought it was really funny it was really interesting the way that sometimes you kind of as a writer you kind of think a little bit like you know how people think and then sometimes it's nice to have the point of view of someone who's maybe more um, what well, more male than me for a start <laughs> um, and also yeah we just have different approaches I think
1: great and um, I think we've touched on a few already but what TV programme are you most enjoying watching at the moment
2: oh I well I'm loving Catastrophe yeah I so I'm so glad it's back. Oh, I know, I know. It's all that stuff, like, I love appointment viewing as well. Yeah. I really love being like, oh, that's on tonight and I'm going to have to watch it. It kind of just, I don't know, it, in the world of, you know, watching on demand and being able to do whatever you want, it's amazing how many times I just sit in front of Netflix or the TV being like, what am I going to watch? Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just ha- it has to be on.
1: Yeah, there's too many choices, I think, with stuff like Netflix and you can just get
2: totally so overwhelmed. So many choices. And... Um, what else? I mean I love a um I love a documentary at the moment. I'm getting into documentaries. Yes. And sometimes I think when I'm sitting writing stories all day, I really like to just watch and I love rubbish TV as well. I love like um I probably shouldn't say I love rubbish TV <laughs> and then name a few programs. But what I mean is it's like, you know, like reality TV, yeah. like I love Salvage Hunters, oh. uh, which is on Quest <laughs> and Treehouse warriors or whatever it's called and yeah which is such a stupid answer for like a for like i, sh- I should be watching you know things like the wire but i'm watching salvage hunters
1: i, I know it's not very good to say it but i tried watching the wire and i didn't like it that much
2: i think it's, it's a taste thing as well yeah. isn't it it's kind of there's some sort of police things that i like i quite like um watching the uh Prime Suspect
1: seventy three. Oh, the one where it's the, it was Helen Mirren and then but it's, she's gone back in time. Is that the one?
2: Yes, I think so because I never watched Prime Suspect, but um, I've never watched it either. No, I'm, I'm
1: doing this entirely off like the Guardian <laughs> preview pictures. I'm like, is that?
2: Yeah, and I literally I just watched it because um, just because I occasionally talk to the the writer on Twitter, just because yeah. you know, and he was just tweeting about it a lot, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. And again, that's an interesting thing about Twitter is I probably wouldn't have watched it because yeah. it's not really my bag, and I'm really enjoying it, and I want to know, you know. Who, I'm such a sucker for a murder, like, in terms of, like, Broadchurch, I I love the first thing. Oh, I love
1: Broadchurch. Have you been watching the new series? Yes,
2: I watched the first episode, and I now realise I've got one or two to catch up on.
1: I have not watched any yet, but I was quite disappointed with the last series, so I didn't know whether I was going to continue with it.
2: I think I I watched the last series as well, and it was it was so different. I think because yeah. it was more of a courtroom drama, really, which isn't quite as. And I did I did jury duty like last year, yeah. And courtroom stuff isn't that interesting, yeah. <laughs> like to be honest. No, I but did this it. seems interesting.
1: I did jury duty and I was like. 20 oh did you and it was one of the like bleakest slash most boring oh, things that i've ever weird isn't done? it how you can get yeah. bored
2: of something so bleak
1: yeah and you just spend a lot of it like sat in a weird holding room yeah hoping that you weren't gonna get picked for anything because nothing's ever as cool as like oh i've been on a, a jury for this major sort of data heist or anything it's always yeah. the only way like oh i'm sad this crime has happened yeah. Or the the crime is really boring, and I kind of wish that <laughs> wasn't here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, having said that, courtroom dramas I don't find that interesting. Um, the O.J. Simpson one
1: I'm halfway through that
2: <gasps> I'm really Spoilers! enjoying it Spoilers yeah, no. <laughs> actually to be honest like sometimes when there's like real life crimes and stuff or yeah. real, like, I love a real life adaptation like, yeah. I really like enjoyed more side I thought it was really good oh yeah the Sharon Matthews thing yeah um, but sometimes I'm like so fucking ignorant that I, I didn't even know what the thing was with O.J. I didn't know if he'd been found guilty or not when I was watching it which is so stupid because it's one of the biggest stories but somehow it passed me by or I'd forgotten yeah and so while I was watching it i was like oh don't google it because it's more (laughs) exciting for me
1: um also having said that about courtroom dramas the good wife is very good
2: oh yeah i started watching that and again it's not a sort of stopping watching it because i wasn't enjoying it i was really enjoying it but it's one of those things sometimes isn't it where you've got five series five or six seven series of an american show and when you work out in terms of hours yeah of your like, like, I really like the, the, some of the big ones that I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen um, The West Wing.
1: And Neither I'd loved it.
2: Yeah. And that's the one that I kind of feel like, you know, loads of people cite as their favourite. Yeah. And then, and I haven't seen it, but I'm like, God, it would take me two or three solid weeks of yeah. constant watching <laughs> to actually see it all.
1: Yeah, I got around, I think it was around season six of Lost. I was Why? like, I'm going to stop watching this now. But then I calculated how many hours I'd already wasted.
2: It's an investment, isn't it? Yeah, I, how
1: much I'd wasted on watching it already. I was like, well, I may as well just see it to the end now, because <laughs> otherwise I'm never gonna find out. How what many happened. more series were there? I think they had one or two.
2: Okay, not too bad. No,
1: it wasn't too bad. And I mean, it didn't solve anything, and all the things they said it wasn't gonna be, it was. So I was very angry. I think that's the that's the most angry I've ever been. At <laughs> yeah, reason. I yeah. I wasted so much time on that <laughs> island. It was so bad. <laughs>
2: God, I yeah. feel like that about the Isle of Wight, to be honest. <laughs> and you're all in purgatory, <laughs> yeah. And
1: then you're in a hospital somewhere. Um, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm getting angry just thinking about it. Again. <laughs> no, um, so, um, some slightly less TV focused questions. Go um, on. Did you collect anything as a child?
2: Ooh. Um, I collect stamps. If, I did too. Did you? <laughs> Excellent. That is, I also collected like um, autographs of celebrities oh. uh, because I found a website when I was about 12 or 30. Actually, by the time the internet was sort of like in my house, I was probably a lot older and that's what's embarrassing <laughs> about the story, but I was probably, probably very early teens. And I found this website where it just gave you all of like loads of celebrities, um, agents details. Yeah. And, and I was obsessed with TV, obsessed with comedy. So I wrote... Tons of letters, maybe 10 letters a week oh and gosh. spent my pocket money on stamps and sent them off. And, um, and yeah, at home I've got like maybe 50 signed um, things I've got. Oh, who have I got? I've got loads of com- like comedy ones. So yeah. Like uh, Rowan Atkinson and Jennifer um, Saunders and but then I've got like I really went off piste at one point and I've got like uh, Stephen Hendry and Darren Goff I've, I literally no idea why I've got Jamie Oliver's somewhere I quite liked him and it's really funny like when i looking through them the other day how many people have just completely and utterly like slipped away from stardom as well yeah. um, which I think makes them more mysterious
1: um, Have you met anyone subsequently as like a professional writer that you had their
2: sort of autograph of? Oh I don't think so. Or have I? Maybe. I'm trying to think of... You didn't have, like, a Sandy Tox fig, like... No, no. That. No. Um, pro- probably, but I can't, I can't yeah. remember. I remember Zoe Ball sent me a letter. She wrote me this lovely letter oh. saying, thank you for your lovely letter. It was so nice. Oh, so nice to so nice nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was just really sweet.
1: I guess maybe maybe Zoe Ball didn't get that many sort of nice young ladies writing yeah. to her. Maybe it was more like, sort of, lads.
2: Yeah, it was possibly.
1: It Zo um, or whatever, the Yeah, the I don't even where. know
2: what again, I think I just like it was at the point where I got in the you know, on that website I got down to Z and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh it's over it. But, um, but she was like I, I was really kind of touched by the fact that she'd written me this letter. Oh well, that's
1: um, so I'm nice to that you've see. kept all the audience.
2: <laughs> 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 Wait until some of them die, might be all that <laughs>
1: Stephen Hendry goes. <laughs> touch, touch
2: yeah. Oh God. We'll Hope he's fine.
1: It's amazing the things that we did before the internet was. I
2: know. A big thing. I, know. I had a
1: ceramic thimble collection.
2: <laughs> really. Yeah. What was your favourite?
1: Um. I think it was the one for my hometown. Just because I was like, yeah, town pride.
2: Nice. A ceramic thimble collection. Can you a ceramic thimble? I suppose. You, yeah, you could use that as an actual thimble.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I did though. I think I just had them <laughs> my little ceramic thimble case. Um... <laughs> Um, my next question is, do you have a
2: signature dish? Oh, do you know what? I've really got into cooking, like, recently. Is that stuff we're talking about?
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah not that. like, it's my dish that I have
2: written on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, or like a satellite dish. Yeah. Or, um, I don't know, I do like a lasagna. I like to mm. make a lasagna. Um, and I cooked a chicken, t- what's a chicken tikka masala <laughs> yeah. from scratch the other day. Ooh. Um. Yeah, so, like, bought all the spices and stuff. Um. So I was quite proud of that. Yeah. Um but I do like it just cuz actually in, I think I've got into cooking because I you know I work at home all day sat at my desk and then it's really nice to sort of just go into the kitchen and actually just move about and yeah. drinking and cooking is my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. Like doing it like both at the same time. Like yeah. not just drinking <laughs> as a hobby. But I love it. I love like drinking when I'm cooking cuz I, I don't know there's something about it that I just find the most relaxing thing in the world. Yeah. But I cook every night, so it means I drink every night. But... <laughs> I
1: feel like it's quite glamorous as well. Like, I feel like Desperate Housewives, they were always sort of cooking and drinking. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, just having a relaxed time. This is very nice.
2: Exactly, yes. It's good. It's not as glamorous when I'm swigging cider out of the can. that's
1: but... still good though, satisfying. Yeah,
2: little cider, delicious. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Little oh. Pilsner as well. God. very good. Yeah. Food recommendations, drink recommendations, we've got it all on the <laughs> podcast.
2: Um
1: and do you, are you someone that will watch like cooking programmes on TV? I do
2: like a cookery programme actually. I watched one the other day with my boyfriend hadn't been very well, so he hadn't really been able to eat for about a week, like last week. Yeah. And he was just having to eat like rice and stuff like that. And then I think it was the hairy bikers came on. And it was so funny. He was watching it, and it was just—it was almost like he was watching porn. And he was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like it was—it was so funny. It's like that's the kind of someone really hungry is definitely the, like, the audience for a um, yeah. for a cookery program because it's like you realise just how amazing they make they make the food look. And I think it's because they're doing it properly. I don't make the food look very good because yeah. presentation is my. That's yeah it'll taste nice yeah but I'll just sort of like just shove it on a plate.
1: <laughs> um. so you're not someone that's there kind of with
2: your phone putting stuff on Instagram no no one would be impressed no one no one wants that <laughs> if I screw it up I'll um, I'll take a picture and put it online but I find it's it's more endearing to put things when you fuck them up than yeah. being like look how look how great I am no, no. although having said that if you look back in my tweets I did make uh, Beef Wellington once and I did oh. tweet a picture
1: of that <laughs> I'm getting really hungry now I should not have done this at the end of the day Um, so that's all my questions Hannah cool so thanks for coming and joining me um, at the studio and um, we'll see you again soon (laughs)
2: lovely see ya (laughs)